0: Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Justin Asiri, and my goal is to help members of the military community thrive in their post-service career and life. Today's episode number 375, Two Journeys to Find Purpose.
1: And one of the things that I realized, and I had this kind of big aha moment, was that I've been putting myself into this tiny box and I have been limiting myself because I thought that I wasn't enough. I wasn't enough. This enough that, I mean, take your pick. I I just didn't feel like I was good enough to do a lot of the things that maybe I've wanted to pursue or I mean even, or the things that I'm currently pursuing like motherhood. Um, you know, and I think this process, completely tore down my perspective on that and and i have been feeling um so much joy at the idea that i have an identity outside of that box that i had put myself in and that not only do am i not that person but i have unlimited potential to be whoever it is i want to be and that for me was a real game changer.
0: In so many of the 375 interviews I've done, veterans talk about their journey to find a new purpose in life. That's come up in countless conversations with friends of mine who didn't serve in the military as well. I think it's a pretty fundamental part of what makes us human. That's why, as many of you know, earlier this year, I teamed up with Craig Filick to to co-lead a program called Purpose Mapping to help people in the military, as well as military veterans and military family members identify their current purpose in life. That's a pretty lofty mission, and I'm humbled to say that two cohorts into this uh, group later, we are delivering on that promise and that mission. For today's episode, I invited two people from our latest cohort onto the show to talk about their own journey to uncover their life's purpose. I am so grateful that they were both willing to do so. It is obviously very deep personal work, and so I admire their courage and willingness to talk about this. I love both of today's guests. They represent two very different perspectives, one on active duty for many years to come, the other other several years out of the military. They are siblings as well, which made for a really incredible experience. I just wrapped up spending 12 weeks with them and the rest of the group and greatly admire and respect both of them and am so honored to have them share their stories on the show today. If you're interested in this, it is something I deeply believe in and am committed to continuing to do. If you're listening to the show in real time, on November 18th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, we'll be hosting a free 90-minute webinar where you can experience this firsthand. Do not wait to reserve your spot. Go to beyondtheuniform.org purpose to get more info and claim your free spot. That is beyondtheuniform.org slash purpose. I would love to see you there. I would love the chance to work with you. And I would love, love, love to get this work out in front of more members of the military community. So please help me in spreading the word. Again, that is beyondtheuniform.org slash purpose. Thanks. And with that, let's dive into my conversation with Becky and Brian. Ah. Well, I have two guests today, Becky and Brian. I'm so grateful for each of you joining me. Um, I have just spent three months, which is kind of crazy, three months together with you and a a larger group. And I'm very excited to have you on the show to talk about your experience with purpose mapping. But maybe to start things off, I'm going to deviate. Normally, I would read an introduction about each of you. But I'll start with Brian, I'd love for you just to share anything you'd like listeners to know about you, especially, you know, as it pertains to prior to joining the, the purpose mapping journey.
2: Well, uh, good evening, Justin. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is uh, Brian. I, uh, I've been in the Navy for a little over 24 years now. I've been a submariner that entire time and started out as a, a young junior officer all the way up through uh, command, and I'm actually now a, a Commodore. Uh, so I've had a lot of experience in the Navy, but, uh, you know, we all have to get out at some point And, Uh, I've been thinking a lot about what comes next for me, and you know, does that include the Navy or not include the Navy? I had a lot of uncertainty and uh, about that, and just a little bit of uh, a lack of clarity. And uh, a classmate of mine posted a a short uh, introduction to purpose mapping. Looked at it and thought, "Hey, that could be something that could help me kind of hone in on what I want to do." And uh, I'm really glad that I went through it and. That's how I got involved in purpose mapping. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. How about you, Becky? Uh,
1: Yeah. Hi, Justin. Thank you again for having me. This is awesome. Um, So a secret that I'll tell you, well, you already know, but I'll tell your listeners is that Brian and I are actually uh, siblings. So um, I also went to the Naval Academy like Brian because I wanted to follow my brother's footsteps. Um, I actually did something a little different and took my commission in the Army instead of the Navy. Um, I spent 10 years in the army as an Apache pilot. And then I got out. Um, I had two, I still have two kids at the time. um, And it was becoming increasingly difficult. I think that the deployment um, op tempo was pretty hard to maintain a family and uh, stay connected to my kids. So I decided to get out about five years ago now. And um, I've, done a little bit of work um, as a project manager and program manager and have kind of <laughs> wended my way throughout the um, the civilian world. And, and I came to Purpose Mapping because although I'm already out, um, I was kind of at this crossroads. And I was feeling like I was about to kind of take off some of the hats that I wear a lot of the time and transition into new roles. And I didn't know what that would look like. So I wanted some help and Brian recommended this to me and I joined the group and I'm so thankful that I did. Yeah,
2: Justin, remember- when, oh, sorry, no, no, when go ahead, going. I was, uh, I had done the little intro session with you and Craig and uh, it was maybe a week later, I was talking with Becky and she literally said Um, I don't know what my purpose is Hmm. and the light bulb kind of went off in my head. I'm like, Hey, let me shoot the, uh, intro video over to her, uh, let her see what it is. But it it was, it it just seemed like a real good fit because she had said all of the things that we had talked about in that intro and I was like, ah, this is perfect. So.
0: And I remember, I remember having that conversation with with each of you of kind of like, would it be okay to be in here with a sibling? I remember having that conversation with Craig, and I'm so glad that we did. It was, it, you know, just from my perspective, so cool seeing you both interact and be able to add these insights for each other. But um, I, I'm actually curious: Did you, not to jump too far ahead, but did you, did either of you feel like you learned something? knew about the other person through this, or was it stuff that you already knew about them?
1: I'll take that first. I, I have to be honest. Um, I learned a lot about Brian through this process. I had some, I think I had, we, there's a pretty big age gap between us. It's 11 years. And I think that sometimes we get, we can get kind of stuck in the role of older sibling, younger sibling, and there's that, there's that dynamic. And I, and I, so I I think of Brian in a certain light, but this, um, this experience for me was really a blessing in disguise. I got to know Brian so much better and I felt a lot closer to Brian throughout this experience than I have in the past. And um, yeah, it just put Brian into a new light. I think both understanding his perspective on his own journey, but also to see him comment on other people's journeys and to help them along the way. It was really enlightening for me.
2: Mm. Yeah, I will. I think I echo that, uh, you know, that role playing piece. Um, You know, Becky has always been uh, my younger sister and somebody who I've always tried to take care of. uh, But you know, at a, at a distance, because you know we are 11 years apart, and I was go- off, gone in college, and you know, being an adult, and she was still in school, uh, and so that was the last time we lived together. Was me remembering her as you know this, still this little kid. Uh, so, getting a chance to talk in uh, a public forum, although a, a small group, uh, as a as a peer and as an equal, was uh, was enlightening. And, you know, it was a, I went in with some hesitation, but I'm really glad that we were there together because we are able to, uh, you know, we could hold each other to account, you know, because we do know each other. And, uh, you know, when I was struggling with something or didn't want to admit something, you know, either during the calls or uh, during the week when, you know, we would just talk, she could hold me to account and be like, oh, I think this or that. Um, So I did learn a lot about uh, what is motivating and uh, worrying Becky and uh, can feel like I can support her a little differently now.
0: I I just loved seeing you you, you two just so beautifully support each other and you're kind of, you know, I got to see these glimpses where you were repeatedly cheerleader for the other person, and um, it's great that you had that but one one thing that comes up for me when you both say that is I, I almost view it like uh, in, in a browser setting terms of clearing your cache and just kind of getting out all the old stuff and I can see how for each of you it kind of clears out the old story and in ways you can see new aspects of each other but i also wanted to highlight that for listeners i know becky used that analogy of wearing different hats and i feel like um, for all of us or i'll speak for myself you you do wear hats throughout your life and you get these identities thrust on you and you know what might have given me purpose or identity at one point in my life five years later it's very likely that's changed but I might not even realize that's changed. So it's one of the things I appreciate about this process is just forcing the cash to be cleared and forcing to see things new about yourself, but in, your case, in both of your cases, in each other as well. Um, you know, I'm wondering, maybe we start with, um, Becky, we can start with you, but what was, what was the process like for you? I know this, is, this whole thing is a little bit different, but as you went through it, what was this process like for you?
1: that is a great question and i do think it was different for brian i think we experienced it differently and so i for me i um i i was really ready for this right like i dove in head first because i was i was feeling lost i was feeling adrift and so i was like no this is something that i need in my life right now um and i felt really clear about that I think at the beginning of the process, because I had so much motivation, it felt really easy kind of right off the bat. Um, Whereas I noticed maybe some other group members were struggling a little, maybe not struggling, but they just had a harder time kind of, I think, sinking into the process. And then I got somewhere midway and I I think I was – I wanted to keep that motivation, but I was struggling because I started to confront some things about myself that weren't bad, but they really challenged the status quo that I had in my mind about who I was. And so I think that became really hard for me. Um, and I, I struggled a little bit towards the middle and, um, and even maybe into to the end of it. Although I feel like I started to kind of come out onto the, if it was like a U, you know, I was hanging out at the bottom of that U and then I started to kind of climb out of it. And I, that was really, it's really nice. I feel like at this point I have the tools to finish climbing out of the U um, mm. and and get myself set up for continued long-term success. But I think at first it was really easy and then it, it became a lot more difficult for me just because um, it really is. There's that breaking down process. And I, I think I stayed in that for a little bit.
0: I love, I love that. I haven't heard that before, uh, put that way, that you analogy. And it does seem like, you know, at least the story I have is that people who want this, this true view of themselves of as they are in this moment, not historically or not what they've been told. It bears, you know, you have to kind of take everything you have to take the things that you love about yourselves and the things that you, you know, I'll just speak for myself, the things that I wish I could change or that I wish were different. And when you're confronted with the reality of it, it can be difficult to accept both sides. But I found that when I do, I'm, I'm able to just be more realistic about my strengths and weaknesses and where I thrive or where I need to work. And so I, I really like that uh, you analogy. Um, what about you, Brian? What was the experience like for you or the process like for you?
2: Well, I did not start out, uh, I mean, I, I I did not start out having success. I think, uh, I struggled early on and it wasn't a struggle from, uh, like it was hard or whatnot, but I, I kind of entered it thinking there was a right answer. And the first several weeks, I just kept trying to do, do it right and get the right answer out of the process. And, um, In hindsight, that was never going to work. So you really, really had to trust the process and and go through it um, and and to get to the other side. And I'm glad I did. But I'm also I'm glad that I did it the way I did, because, you know, I, I kept going back and forth through the first three weeks, I would be on week three and I'd go back to week two and then I'd go back to week one and I'd try to study that stuff again so I could get to the right answer. Uh, what I didn't realize was that that was just helping me figure out the next steps to take in the process. Um, and I, I think I gained, once I gave into that and stopped trying to come up with the right answer, I started just gaining some momentum. I feel like I finished on a pretty high note um i i have a real good sense of what i want to do over the next uh several years uh with some real actionable things that i can do and, and there's days where i'm waking up now feeling like there's not enough time today to get done the things i want to go do um and so that's pretty exciting uh it's been a long time at least for me where i i, I felt like that and i think um you know that's just going to help me out uh work it's going to help me out at home uh but uh you know it's it was an exciting journey to have gone through uh and, and we really did see it in different ways you know becky started out strong i started out slow other folks in the group uh you know we had the whole gamut uh, and so i think if somebody does it and they're frustrated they shouldn't feel frustrated
0: that they're not getting it right uh it will come through at the end I I love that too, that you said, trust the process. I think that came, came, that always kind of comes through in this, but it's, um, one of the things I love about having that group, like you put it, Brian, is that everyone is bringing, you know, at a different point in their life, they're bringing different skills and they're, you, you know, these unique snowflakes and we're all have different processes. And so there's something that's nice in the group about having weeks where people are, in the zone and crushing it and other people are struggling and that kind of changes each time. Cause it's not like, um, there's not like there's teacher's pet who just always gets an A every session. It's like that everyone's on their own journey, but you've got that support and uh, brother and sisterhood through the process as people go through their own valleys and their own peaks at different points. It
1: was I nice tried time. to
0: get an A every time
2: early <laughs> on and that just wasn't going to work. So <laughs>
1: It was nice to be able to see people in different phases of the process. And even though we were all, you know, kind of technically on the same assignment for the week, it was nice to see people either struggle or have a really strong week because it felt like when it was your turn to do that, there was, you know, you knew you had a support network and you knew there was somebody else who had been through the same thing that you had just been through. Um, so that was really nice to, to know that you could, um, reach out and somebody probably had a similar experience and you could connect on that.
0: I love too. um, I hadn't seen this before, but I love with your group there was a lot of one-on-one connections in between sessions and that's where you know my my head keeps on spinning where I mean I I love to do everything Mm -hmm. alone if I can I just try to get as much done as possible but this sort of work I can't imagine doing it you know without a a guide like Craig and without a group it's just like it it would be very hard to do this process Mm -hmm. in a book Or, you know, listening to a podcast, I feel like it really, you need that group around you helping you along the way. And I and I really saw that come through with your group. Um another thing I wanted to ask about, and I'll just kind of caveat for listeners, obviously, this is like very deep personal work of of identifying a purpose. And so I want to honor the confidentiality of of the container we set and that this, this is kind of the um honoring the personal nature of it. Um, I just wanted to ask, though, were there any things that you learned either about yourself, your mission, your purpose, personality, anything that you you learned that you would be comfortable sharing with listeners?
2: Well, I I struggled to admit uh, how much I cared about the recognition that I received from other people. Uh, regardless of whether it was for something very small or uh, for something very big. And I realized that in a lot of things that I've done uh, in my life have not been necessarily for me. Uh, They've been important things maybe, or they've been hard things and been challenging, but I, I embarked on completing them and doing them well so that at the end, uh, a boss or a coworker or a friend would say, Hey, great job. Um, you know, it, and I, I give you an example, it, this is sort of a, a funny example. It's not from the course, but I realized through the course that uh, when I would go uh, wine tasting with my friends, that I would always try to be the best wine taster because I wanted the people at that vineyard to go like, Oh, you've got, a great palate and who cares, right? Like I was there with my friends and family and we were having a great time and it really didn't matter uh, if I tasted the charred oaky notes of whatever uh, wine we were drinking. And and I realized that I did that in a lot of ways, not just in personal, but at work and with friends and family. Uh, And it gave me some pause to think about, you know, is that really making me happy and is that what I want to do and so I've been working through that and I think there's value in just recognizing that and so it's not bad to be motivated by that by that attention that I'm getting um, but recognizing why I'm doing something it will help me I think do the right things in the right way.
0: I, I love that. I, I'm noticing that in myself as well. Like I view it as kind of the the uh, little boy in me that wants to be pat on the head and say, good boy. And it shows up, you know, anytime in a, I'm in a group, if I say something, it's like, I'm looking for the applause. And then when I don't get right. that, I'll even feel deflated and I'll start participating less. And And just like, I really like the way you said that. Cause it's like not necessarily changing that, but just being aware of like, Oh yeah, that's that part of me that, you know, that I I view as yearning for approval or recognition. And then, you know, whether or not I want to feed into that or just move on is, is, is another thing. How about you, Becky?
1: Yeah, I think, um, man, I learned a lot of things, but I, I think like a lot of type A people, um, I'm my own worst critic. And one of the things that I realized, and I had this kind of big aha moment, um, I think right in the middle, towards the middle, um, was that I've been putting myself into this tiny box and I have been limiting myself because I thought that I was only, um, that I, I wasn't enough. I wasn't enough this, enough that. I mean, p- take your pick I, I just didn't feel like I was good enough to do a lot of the things that maybe I've wanted to pursue or I mean even or the things that I am currently pursuing like motherhood um, you know and I think this process completely tore down my perspective on that and and I have been feeling um, so much joy at the idea that I have, an identity outside of that box that I had put myself in. Um, And that not only do, am I not that person, but I have unlimited potential to be whoever it is I want to be. And that for me was a real game changer. I don't know that I've gotten as much clarity as Brian has about where I want to go in the next few years, but I do know that it has, I've noticed a shift in the way I talk to myself um, and in the way that I interact with my family and my friends and my coworkers. I am feeling a, a lot more confident and I'm also feeling like, okay, maybe I need a little bit of a respite from the the not the process, but just kind of I need to take a little break where I you know in place right now, but I feel really confident about how to move forward and that like I've completely unlocked this other place to step into. And I'm really excited about that.
0: It's energizing just hearing you say that. And I, I recognize, you know, in my own life and I think that veterans and non-military alike probably have this experience, but you do, I'll just speak for myself again. Like I've let myself be put in boxes. I've put myself in boxes and in, and spend years just content in this cage that i've constructed and not realizing like oh i viewed myself as someone who does or does not behave a certain way and i love that freedom i just picture you you know stepping out of this box and stretching out and being able to you know i know that that it's an overused phrase but like spread your wings and really choose where you want to go and put your energy and and open doors that you might have previously closed i think that's really really powerful um i was curious y- your thoughts on um uh maybe just broadly speaking if someone was thinking or if someone is struggling with identity or purpose or what's next what advice would you have for them about considering this like whether or not it would be the right fit for them or how to even approach the thought of doing something like this
1: i i think um for me i would this for me was like a a no brainer to, to hop in here and do this. I do think though there, it takes a commitment. So certainly being ready and, and it was a bigger commitment than I initially thought. Um, so being ready to jump in and it's not just the doing the reading and working through the modules. There is so much self-reflection and then we as a group made a lot of time for as you mentioned the one-on-one and so there you know that was a that was a commitment that I made just not just to myself but to the entire group and so I think being prepared to make that commitment for three months is something that you have to be ready for um obviously life will throw things in your way and you, you can't you know anticipate those but I think um having that knowledge going in but I, I also you know On the other side, I think it's probably a great fit for just about anyone who wants to under who, who wants to know more about themselves, who wants to know more about where they're headed, maybe professionally, but also you're going to uncover some things personally. Um, and knowing, you know, where you're headed personally too, was, I think something that we all discovered, but maybe unintentionally, um, So just being, you know, mentally prepared for that.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Thank
2: you. Uh, I think um, what I would offer is, you know, Becky did talk about the commitment. So there's certainly a time commitment. There's uh, an emotional commitment. There's a financial commitment. There's a bunch of commitments to this. Um, I'd say if somebody is looking for a quick fix and just, you know, like they're, they just don't quite have their head screwed on straight and they just want to kind of get in and get out. This is probably not for them. Um, you you know, and I think it takes somebody who's willing to be self-critical, but also self-accepting. So if if somebody just absolutely refuses to kind of, uh, analyze their life and, and look at where they're at, this probably wouldn't be a good fit for them. Um, and there might be a time in your life where you're just not ready for that. And so I I think that's okay. Um, you know, I've got some friends who I've thought like, Oh, maybe this would be good for them. And I'm like, ah, no, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're not ready or they're just not at this moment in their life. Um, I think people don't need to be worried whether they're happy or sad or depressed or, or whatnot. Um, I think you can enter this purpose mapping process kind of, from any perspective or any sort of emotional state, you know, I'm not planning on getting out of the Navy for at least three more years. So, um, you don't have to be transitioning from one giant, uh, you know, commitment to another, uh, commitment. Um, you know, like if you were getting out, you don't have to be doing that. So I think it's for somebody who's got the time, who's got the willingness to be, uh, you know, to self-analyze what's going on, Um, I think those are the big keys. You just got to, you got to
0: be willing to do the work. I I appreciate that from both of you and and your answers, but the, um, the sense I get of like the, the both time and courage it takes to commit to something like this. And I just want to honor both of you. Like you just, I, I would say this for everyone from our group, but you two just dove in and did not hold back and there are definitely speed bumps where it would be easy to check out or to, to bail but you both showed so much courage in um, not only like revealing who you are to the group but to yourself and just going really deep in it in you know three months is a long time but in some ways it's a short time you guys just just burrowed down which was so awesome and inspiring to see um, last question I have for each of you is, and I know you've probably touched on this already a little bit, but just, um, n- you know, now that uh, moving forward from here, what are you most excited about based on this new information that you have, this new community, this new perspective?
2: I'll, I'll jump in. Um, you know, I said earlier that there's days where I wake up, and I just feel like there's not enough time in the day. Um. Certainly I have, I kind of, I did come up with a very particular mission uh, and I have some real action steps that I want to take. And all of that is great. But I think what I'm most excited about is I, I have a much better process to do that again. So either, you know, two years, three years from now, I've completed this mission or for whatever reason I didn't get there. I have a process to not get uh be on a, a raft just floating around the ocean. You know, I can build a, a sailboat and I can get where I want to go to in the future. And so that's that's pretty exciting. Um you know I would I'm sort of kicking myself that I didn't find this, you know, 20 years ago because I, I kind of look in hindsight and think, man, I how much could I have done um you know had I known this uh, a long time ago. But I'm thankful that I know it now. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll live to be a hundred I'll get to execute a whole bunch of missions between now and then I probably have a couple of good glasses of wine along the way. But, uh, you know, I, that's what I think I'm most excited about is that I, I have a process to go forward from.
0: I love that too. I'm so glad you said that as you were speaking, I was about to say that because, you know, I I think for myself of like every four or five years where I, I realize in retrospect where I'm like, Oh yeah, I was like reorienting and rediscovering who I was. And I love that sense of having this process going forward, but I definitely look back and I'm like, man, I, you know, I can definitely see at least one point in my life where I'm like two or three years where I was just spinning around. I'm like, I wish I would have had this, but also just kind of remembering what you had said earlier. It's just trusting the process and realizing like, I I believe I kind of came to this at the right point and for you as well. But I, I do like that sense of having a toolkit to be able to apply moving forward and, and having a deeper understanding of myself. How about you, Becky?
1: Yeah, I Justin, I, I also want to acknowledge, you know, what you said at the end of that last question, which was that you were um, you know, glad that Brian and I had been able to dive in. And I just wanted to say, you know, a lot of that is thanks to you and Craig. You both created a space and a forum for us to do that, and that you made it safe enough for us to share those things about ourselves, and that was really impactful. Um, and and I think you know we all kind of got there in different. You know, some of us were maybe a little more reticent to share at first than others because we you know needed to build some more trust, but we all got there, and and it was an incredible experience to be able to to do that with eight well, six, eight other human beings. Right. Um, and so that thank you. Um, and, and, you know, thanks to Craig, but in terms of what I'm taking forward with me, I think number one, the relationships that I've made. Um, I have a great, much stronger relationship, I think with my brother now, which is amazing. And I didn't I didn't necessarily see that coming. So I was really excited. And then I think, you know, I made friends in that cohort that I, I can see being friends with for a very, very long time. And not only that, but I love that we are going to check in with each other and that we hold each other, not maybe not accountable, but just to say like, Hey, how's it going? What can I help with? Um, You know, do you want to bounce anything off of me? I love having, that group. I'm an introvert by nature. And so I don't tend to reach out to people. And, and I'm finding myself wanting to connect with some of the people in the group uh, moving forward and to kind of keep tabs and touch base. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm just really excited again, you know, I don't have the same kind of, I think I'm still refining my, uh, my mission maybe, but I am really excited about my vision I'm really excited about my understanding of who I am and kind of what space I want to live in um, and how, how to better create that for myself. I think, you know, I'm, my job has always been important to me and I, and I want to be of service, but I think what has become really important to me in the last few years especially is my relationships with my, my friends and family, um, and maybe people that I don't know yet, but but those relationships are paramount for me. And I have so many tools to build those relationships even stronger that I'm just excited to do that. So,
0: I love that. And and on that piece of the relationships, I think, um, you know, I think that when you're when you're in the pressure cooker with people for an extended amount of time, and you get that level of vulnerability and trust. I think it does allow you to engage differently. Like so many conversations I have, you're just kind of swimming on the surface or presenting the Instagram image of everything. And it's nice to have people where you've just let the force fields down, you let let the guard down and you can have those authentic conversations. And even as you said, maybe not... Um, challenging and holding accountable directly, or maybe that's true too, but providing that support other vantage point and being able to, to have those authentic conversations. So Becky and Brian, thank you both so much. I know you have both uh, have busy schedules, but I appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us and, and join us on beyond the uniform. Thanks Justin.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Beyond the Uniform is written and produced by me, Justin Nasiri, with help from our Chief of Staff, Steve Bain, our Editor, Kathleen Dillon, and our Head of Social Media, Janelle Hanf. We are an all volunteer organization and would greatly appreciate your help in any of the following three ways. First of all, spread the word. Beyond the Uniform has over 360 podcast episodes and 15 on demand webinars, all offered for free. Help us spread the word on social media, military bases, or whatever gets the resource in front of the men and women who need it. Positive reviews on iTunes go a long way towards this as well. Second of all, sponsorship. Beyond the Uniform relies on financial sponsorship to keep us going. There is so much more we'd like to do as well, but just don't have nearly the resources to do so. If you know of a company that would advertise in any way with Beyond the Uniform, please send them our way. Third of all, donations. If you're in a financial financial position to donate, you can find more information on the support section of our website. At our website, beyondtheuniform.org, you'll find over 360 episodes categorized by industry, functional role, and more. You'll also find both free and for purchase resources that take a deeper dive on topics related to career growth. Thank you for your support as we aim to help members of the military community thrive in their post military career and life.